0: live. We are going live. I think we are live right now on Facebook. Yo, yo, yo. Tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo, baby, I'm going to tell you something. I got a very, very, very special guest for you guys in the house tonight. I have the one, the only, the most fabulous the most phenomenal the most bowie of them all oh, i got momo in the house what's up momo
1: Woo. well I, th- I think i'm gonna leave now I-, I i don't know if i could stand up to that kind of intro thank you so much sunshine <laughs> so cool to finally be tripping with you on the same airwave
0: Yes, I am so excited that we finally were able to make this happen. We have been talking for years, and the universe has come together and put us both in the same chat together, and I just feel like fireworks are exploding. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> That's
1: why I had to put on these glasses so I don't get blinded by the light.
0: Yes, exactly, Momo, exactly. Exactly. What were you up to today? How was your day? How is the weather in Montreal? Well,
1: I will tell you that it's been a rather kind of cold, cold uh, winter over here. We got a lot of snow here. Um, cold as fuck and humid as fuck. And uh, the snow is finally melting. The weather is starting to get better. They pushed the hour forward a couple of days ago which means that the sun finally stays out longer so it ain't getting dark at like four o'clock and already it's night like over here. Like that's some depression shit. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's good. I go for my walks every day. Uh, I go to a big ass dog park that has like a fantastic amount of different dogs that I've become friends with. Like all these dogs to the point where they know who I am. I know who they are. Some of the masters even get upset because the dog listens to me possibly more than they listen to their master because they know that i treat them like i'm on the same level <laughs> overall, you know i even get lower you know i don't like looking down on an animal i get down on my knee and i look him square in the eye
0: i love it that's the way to do it let's check out who's in the chat we got andy williams he oh. says he says I'm in Toronto the snow was wild this year.
1: Oh, right on brother. I love Toronto. I used to live in Toronto for about 10 years. My my uh, parents are still there and my one of my sisters. Um interesting place. I hope you're having a great time my brother. Rock and roll.
0: Yes, Andy is an awesome member of Sunshine and the Base Kids. If you guys are not a member, please join today. <laughs> Yeah, we got Lane Patterson. What's up, Lane? We got Mama Cantu in the chat. What's up, Mama? Oh, yeah. Mama says she loves those glasses you're wearing, Momo.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. I love (laughs) glasses. I collect glasses. I have a huge collection of glasses. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm into organization, guys. So I convinced the guy at the corner, the store guy, to sell me... Those things, you know, that rotate uh, to put like 40 pairs of glasses on each one, right?
0: Did you really?
1: So I have three of those uh, that are totally full that I rotate that match all my shit, all my bases, (laughs) all my clothes. uh, And I have the same thing for baseball hats, the same thing for gloves, the same thing for accessories, my closet is important to me. I've been working on it really hard. And it's kind of like a studio but for clothes. Oh you
0: know? my god. And that's why I that's just one more reason why I love you so much. I need you to help me learn how to organize all my stuff because I got tons of glasses, tons of clothes, but oh my goodness, the organization I'm not I haven't got there yet.
1: <laughs> well, it's a very intricate uh, my my wife has been working really hard on her closet to the point where we made a really interesting decision. And I don't know if you have the same problem because we have multiple seasons over here, right? So when I have to get dressed up for winter, I am virtually wearing like super long parkas with hoods. I got winter boots, I got ski pants because I ain't gonna freeze my ass off out there. And the shit looks cool too. You would like the way I got it going. Yeah. (laughs) But that's a lot of clothes, right? Uh, and then summer it's summer and then you know fall and shit it's not winter yet but it gets cooler so you're into the long sleeve shit and i like short sleeve or sleeveless so we you know we had to build a whole other closet yeah so we we had to take like 12 feet long oh you cut off are you still there
0: Oh no, i'm still here still
1: here 12 feet long uh 10 feet high uh to make a new three-level closet just for our seasonal shit. so that Because we were packing all our stuff into these plastic bags and taking the air out, you know what I mean, and labeling them.
0: Oh, yes, yes.
1: And we were doing this every year and then storing the shit and pulling it out. It was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't do this anymore. So now we've we figured it out so that it's all there. And it looks like a store, you know what I mean? So it, it's pretty neat. You have fun with it. And at the same time, it's functional.
0: Well, you you know, have you ever seen, um, is it Getting Tidy with Marie Conde, Conde on Netflix? It's like a organizational show.
1: Oh, a cl- it's like, oh yeah, I think I've seen- Krila told me about uh, that, that girl. Uh, she's She's got good tips and tricks on organization, right?
0: I think you two should have a show on organizing. I think everybody would watch that shit because it'd be fun to watch it. Like,
1: no, but oh you my- would like it. You and I should actually get together and talk. Like, I would love to help you do that because a person like you, because you're in that kind of rock and roll crossover vibe and you have like, you know, three looks that you can really separate, right? And then obviously you have your accessories for your hair. Uh, <laughs> there could be wigs, there could be different attachments. This shit needs to have easy accessibility, not all crammed in one drawer with a bunch of other shit, right?
0: How did you know me? How do you know me I, so I know
1: well. how that works. I I, I I, actually, I've helped a lot of people uh, change their style. At one point it was what I, one of the things I was doing is styling people. Um, and explain oh. to them how to, uh, you know, how to put themselves together in a very easy way.
0: <laughs> remember. Sorry, go ahead.
1: The, see, in, when I first figured that out years and years ago, it's a, I made a video one time called Self-Manifestation that is on YouTube that made me kind of known as a motivator because like a million almost a million people came overnight To see that video and they featured me at that time and uh one of the things that we were doing over there was you know it's explaining about manifestation and how you can just pull shit together by just uh you know just just clearing your mind entering your head and staying organized right and this whole closet thing right is kind of like it's kind of like part of that so Oh, yeah, yeah. So manifestation. So I was saying this whole story and here's how it went. So we were broke at that time and we needed money for something a long time ago. And Krila said to me, I'm telling you, pray to your angels. And I says, it's, it's going to get fixed. She tells me this. And I kept saying, nah, nah, this shit's not going to work. Right. And then, so I did it. I shit you not. When I opened up my eyes that morning, and it was a Saturday, there is a knock on my door. I open it up. It's a really known kind of of, uh, actor guy from Montreal who looks at me and says, he goes, look, I like the way you dress and you put yourself together. He says, I got to go to these big awards. I went to the casino last night. I just won a bunch of money. He says, "Uh, I'm going to give you this right now. He says, if you come to my house and you take me shopping. And I look at him and I say, oh, okay. And I close the door. I go to my girlfriend. I said, oh my God, your shit just fucking works. You know what I mean? So uh, I remember going over to his closet and stuff and just saying, I looked in that and I said, what the fuck? Bring me a garbage bag right now. And I remember taking his like fuzzy, fuzzied out sweaters and shit. Throwing it in the garbage. Give me this. This is gone. This is gone. This is gone. <laughs> you know, and it's like anything else. You need to make sets of stuff. So you need to mix clothes together. What I do is I I mix my clothes together. A set. This T-shirt with this pants that goes with these shoes, these gloves, and this shit, and I put it on a hanger. Boom. Oh. I hang that shit up, and I've got at least fifty outfits pre-done like that some are rock and roll some are punk some are even dressed up like kind of business mixed with a little bit of like you know just a little bit of edge uh i can do lots of looks but that are that fit me and it's instant and it's a lot of fun and your clothes last a lot longer that way you know what i mean because you're not always wearing the same thing and most of the time you're just mixing and matching you know and then for every day you should just pick like you know three four pairs of pants. Three or four T-shirts, though, like they could be A to B shit, but more like B to C shit that you don't really care about, but that still look cool. You use that. And then when you want to do videos or you want to go out and you do shit, you jump to your presets and you're fucking done, dude. You know?
0: Genius, You are a genius.
1: Like music. It's fucking exactly like an arrangement or putting together a band or learning five songs. You know what I mean? Like, like it's there. There, there is no difference, and you've eliminated ridiculous thinking, yeah. right? And it also gives you a chance to rewire your brain in a way. I'll tell you how that works. Hey guys, this is about fucking clothes. Now we're talking about, eh? and you can transfer this shit to making a pizza if you wanted to. <laughs> but uh, let's say you wanted to do something different well then the challenge would be how do you mix certain things that you have never mixed together before ah now that's what would happen if a stylist came in and said you know what why don't you wear this and that and and you're gonna say oh i would have never thought of that <laughs> right <laughs> because it's just that yeah. so what does that mean well you are we talking about a i don't know here's like a a punk pair of pants with a completely beautiful dress suit top right with a torn t-shirt underneath and a super nice tie that it's just fucking hanging there right okay it's not like something like that has never been done but depending on what you have in your closet you can alter the look and do the hybrid and i think life works like that i think music works like that yep i think friendship works like that if you want longevity you know, I mean, um, it's kind of important, man. So we um, did, yeah. Like,
0: yeah, that is like very important life advice. And it absolutely can be transferred to so many different areas, not just clothing. But thank you for opening my eyes to that, because boy, do I need to get organized with my clothing and accessories. So I will take that to heart, but also to everything else that I do in life, because I think that that was a very, very important message. So everybody that's out there, everybody that's listening, you guys really take that to heart. Write it down in your journal, stick it up on your wall and read it every day.
1: What Maybe. the fuck, eh? Like, you figure we're two musicians, we could be talking about music and then you and me are like, we're talking about like we're shopping at Bloomingdale's running around like, oh, look at this, check this shit out, you know? <laughs> This is also why I have a great relationship with my, uh, with my wife for all, just almost 40 years because, you know, I trip out on clothes, but she trips out on my bases and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Hey, check out these pants I have on. I bet
1: you'll love them. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> that is nice, man. You know, you're a great dresser. I really, I really like the way you two. You, see, you're a coordinator. I like I people do, who yeah. coordinate their shit.
0: We do coordinate. I've been Uh, accused
1: of going a little too far, but it's okay. I like it.
0: You can never go too far in coordination, people. Never. Um, Listen, thank you guys all for hanging out with us tonight. Let's check out who's in the chat. I see you guys here with us. Thank you. We love you. We still got Andy hanging out. We got Jay Speak Lane in the house. Uh, We got Kenneth Mater in the house. What's up, Kenneth?
1: Kenneth, got, you
0: know. Yeah, Salvatore, Nastasia.
1: Hola, papi. Yeah,
0: we got Joey. He's <laughs> <laughs> We got Joey, we got Paul, we got Jake. Paul says, hey, all from Colorado. Sorry, I'm late. My mom says I'll be late to my own funeral. Better late than never, Paul. Better late than never.
1: Okay, the action's about to start now, Paul. We were just talking about, like, clothes and shit. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a very important part of life. and It's not about having fancy clothes or any kind of clothes. It's just about being well put together. I, I think that you could be one, all one color. Hell yeah. Like, I don't care if it's a white t-shirt, white pants, white shoes with white, but put on white glasses. Now we're talking. That's the thing that goes, pow! And all of a sudden it looks like that guy meant to do that shit
0: god i love you momo for everybody who may not know you can you give us a brief introduction as to who you are and how you get all your fabulousness
1: okay well i'm a i'm a musician a producer um an editor uh for film and audio i've been doing this for quite a long time on all different parts of the fence so obviously you know you start off in the very beginning i love music i want to be a rock star i want to play for a living played in my bands did my tours toured around the world did all kinds of stuff became an agent became a manager winded up working for light companies sound companies Um, then winded up going to work uh, for ubisoft for quite a few years where I was artistic director for the world, like creating insane projects where I discovered the power of the internet. Uh, This is the first place that basically, I popped a gasket after about three years there. And and I I basically, I couldn't work anymore because I just seen too much. It was a high energy, high corporate, pop a gasket kind of a, a place. So I took a year off. I looked at my wife, and I said, you're becoming a photographer by next week, and I'm becoming a video guy, and fuck music. <laughs> uh, so I stopped basically playing music for about, you know, five, six years there, and I, we just studied, like, and started doing ph- photography and videos, and did very well at it, because uh, we, as a guy who was always into marketing and stuff like that, I, I kind of decided to incorporate what is happening today that didn't happen when i did that so you know i took creela who everybody thought was actually like 20 years old at the time and she was already like i think she must have been 39 she was pushing 40 but nobody knew and we, we never told anybody um
0: well, she still well, looks like she's 20, Momo.
1: She, she doesn't change. It's actually pretty fucking scary. She's turning 55, I told you, and, and, and that's for another thing. We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> um, so I decided at that time to take advantage of the whole situation, use some of my marketing chops and shit and say, Let, let's see what we can do, right? Um, so she had started taking some pictures with her mother's, like, little shitty digital, uh, she had a little shitty digital camera started taking pictures and for some reason she was always the pictures always look better than anybody else i could in the fact couldn't understand because she was somehow good with lighting because she uh she can draw and she can paint she had that built into her she sees shadows and she was always a very knowledgeable person about beauty and products and i call her miss patent pending because she knows everything about every fucking product on earth (laughs) Uh, but so i figured i'm gonna dress you up in all black and red i like the colors of Canon. i'm gonna borrow a Canon from a friend of mine because i knew a guy who was selling them and we're, we're going to go on a 25 city uh tour of radio stations that she was doing to promote her rock album at the time <clears throat> and me and my assistant went in with two video cameras and filmed the whole thing. We were the first guys to ever film people in radio stations as this was going on.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: So what happened, I told them, yeah, we have a website and you guys are going to get to see yourselves. And when we left every city, they talked about us for two weeks after we left every day. And you'd never seen anything like that. I got like so much publicity for Krila because every time they talked about the camera, like they couldn't understand what is this camera? Because I told her, before you say anything, start snapping fucking pictures of these dudes right when you're walking in the door, right? And she did that, and she sent them killer pictures, and nobody had ever seen anything like that. So, because we had so much publicity and whatnot, then she got her first gig through music, which was for Air Canada, believe it or not, that was going to have, something like 28 million copies printed, and it was every rock star female in this city in one master shot. She got to do that, for, and that was her first photo shoot. Nobody knew it. Wow,
0: that TV,
1: is- radio, surrounding her. My place was fucking full. It was like a fucking, you know. So that's how basically that thing went. We did that for years, about 10, till we did every single buddy, and we were doing three, four major companies at a time and and then we decided oh no 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 no, no. we want to shrink this down and be more specialty and then we started getting back into music uh i started uh, just working with certain people and getting back into music and then i met my friend um matt eiken who owns music fox okay um and we became just incredible friends like like i was having conversations with this guy that were beyond his instrument so i wanted to quit fucking playing bass and i said oh i'm going to buy this 12-string bass right because 12
0: strings <laughs>
1: yeah 12-string bass because this is going to uh make me be different than every other bass player that was my goal right i said i i i'm tired of the fucking four strings fuck the five strings I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, you know, I, I'd come out of pop land, right? Because I was producing a lot of pop stuff. Okay. And as a bass player, I really didn't like where <clears throat> I was sitting as a bass player, as a pop guy, in any way, shape, or form. So I kind of, you know, went away from it, leaned more on guitar a little bit because of that, and then, you know, gave it up like fucking completely till I bought that bass. And then that 12-string bass opened up. I did, I put out a video that had like a fuckload of views. Like overnight, it went to like 40K on my f- uh, Facebook page. And then a couple of days later, 100K and then 150K. And and then I just kept going from there, Developed relationships with all different kinds of people, but became really close to Matt. So Matt, you know, I have a signature base. Thank I have my you. signature age string. That Matt was graceful enough to build for me. And uh, I've had three different models of that, including a 12 string. And I made a fucking phenomenal movie about Matt himself, which I encourage all you guys to go see. You can see it on the Momo Zone. It's called My Friend Matt. And trust me when I tell you, this has nothing to do with what you think it has to do with. So you figure, oh, it's a music company, we're going to talk about fucking. Let's talk about wood and how it's made and show me your intonation and what gauge motherfucking strings are you using and shit. This has nothing to do with this. This has to do with following through with your dream at all costs and doing that for so long that you wait for almost 30 years to hear what 28 people think about you, meaning what do they think about my friend Matt, right? Very humbling. But very amazing to show you, depending on what you invest in when you're younger, right? You will now see how people will talk and think about you when you're 60, right? And I got to capture that in a highly interesting way alongside with a sub story, uh, which is my sub story about how I met Matt and he saved my fucking music career by, with this 12 string bass.
0: Oh, friendship! In the circle.
1: Yeah, Billy Sheehan even bought one.
0: Really? Uh, yeah, uh,
1: I and love Billy. Billy Sheehan's in the movie. I've got all kinds of, and a lot of it. See, because this movie started with Austin Powers. Matt was the guitar that was in the "Daddy Wasn't There" uh, song. Those crazy-looking Space Rangers are what started Music Vox People said, "Oh, fuck, no, you can't have a guitar like that." It became an iconic piece of pop culture that will, you will always remember those guitars. And I also said I would never play those guitars. My chick said, oh no, no, you can never play that. That's too fucking weird. And, and it's in the movie that where she says that it's fucking funny. But, um, and here's the kicker. I met Matt 20 years ago and I didn't know it. I forgot.
0: Oh my God, on Momo. His,
1: on his 20th anniversary, when i was when i was making the movie you understand check this shit out just before that the guy who works with him says oh my god i know where i know Kurila momo from and he sends us pictures of me hugging and holding matt and him and i tripping out and we had to wait 20 years in order for us to get back together from this meeting and i've been at his side for the last like decade
0: that is such a great story oh my god Please, go
1: see the movie guys it, it's a free movie that will i'm telling you it's really not what anybody thinks because anyways like look my values are always the same no matter what i'm doing right and it's about giving energy and high helping highlight others strengths when they might not see it it's kind of it's kind of what i've always done since i'm a kid and it's what i like to do as a producer or as anybody's thing it's not oh i'm going to tell you what to do it's it's about what the person is suited for and i think that taking the time to see what that person is suited for and when you give them and you provide them with that information boom that person will deliver in miles ahead of what they normally would you can do something in 20 minutes that you will not do in 20 years and once the brain understands that it could say oh that wasn't that hard now was it sure everything's a big mystique until you know how to do it nobody ask, nobody's asking anybody to become a nuclear physicist rocket flying uh you know human being this takes this takes some serious trial and error workout. You gotta go to school for that shit. <laughs> all this other shit comes from the logical brain when you come to a certain point where you can tell the difference between what's real and what isn't. You know what I mean? To your, and to yourself. You know.
0: One thousand. For the movie,
1: please. Uh, I encourage you guys. My friend Matt.
0: Krilla just dropped the link, so you guys all make sure to head over there after, after the interview. Um, Thank you so much for dropping that link. Let's see who's in the comments really quick. We got Felipe, we got Paul, we got Don.
1: We got Felipe, are you talking Felipe Gomez?
0: Yes, Felipe Gomez. Oh,
1: come on. Okay, Felipe Gomez, I gotta give him a shout out because this is one of my coolest friends ever, okay? So tell yourself we met, here's how I met this guy. This maniac drives his fucking bicycle for thousands of miles. So he drove from fucking Saskatchewan to Montreal. Now you can't even conceive what that means, but I meet him in a music store and then we become friends and we play a great groove together. Uh, Something he came over the first time I met him. I never met him after that. He shows up to my house. We bang out a video. We put it out, call ourselves Los Churros. And uh, we've had a relationship ever since. He, he's works with Dingwall, uh, basses and stuff. Uh, my friend Sheldon as well, who is uh, I've known from the very beginning of his very first Nam show. Uh, uh, so shout out to to Felipe he's a, He's a beautiful human being and I love the guy and uh, is fucking he's great <laughs>
0: Oh thanks for joining us. Felipe, that was really awesome. We got Janie in the house. We got Jeff. Jeff says my 12 string bass changed my life.
1: Jeff Jeff okay wait a minute I think I know is it Jeff what is it Tilly or something like that I'm not I can't see
0: actually this is Jeff uh
1: okay um well yeah I know the 12 string bass is a is an actual life changer it's not really what you think it's going to be until you understand it right and I can tell you when you really take the time to understand it. I can virtually just play the octaves and not the low string and play the low string and not the octaves so you can do some fucking sick shit but uh there's gonna be some new stuff coming out with music vox on the eight and 12 string department that is going to be cutting edge simple cutting edge beautiful stuff and i'm telling you guys i like to tell people once you've had everything else you're ready for an eight or a 12 string because then you understand that what it's going to do for you is it's just going to open up sonic doors that you just wouldn't have on nothing it's just a a different writing tool you see what i mean uh sure and uh you know there's not been it's a new instrument do you know that it's only been around like like not even 40 years and i think there's got to be less than 100 people in the world who actually play one you know what i mean?
0: Yeah, they seem very rare. I've never touched one before. And actually, Jay in the comments is asking, what's a 12 string comprised of? Is it like 12 string guitar where it has a high and a low tone on each string pairing? Dot dot dot.
1: <laughs> hey, check this fucking shit out. Like for instance, okay. This is a 12-string bass. This is fucking cool. Dude, look at this fucking headstock. Ouch! Can you say "ow"? Good. I see this shit right, and I want to slap my own head against a fucking wall. So when you look over here, I don't know if you can you see that? Mm -hmm. The way there's one, two, three. So when you hit those three together, sounds like a fucking piano. This is piano time, people. You know what I mean? So, it's highly interesting, especially when you. Well, I have to play I have to tune it up. It's not tuned up. But the thing is, is this thing plays like butter. You could play chords. You could pick it. When I put this through my effects and stuff, it's got two outputs. So you know, I go one dirty, one clean, and you're fucking laughing.
0: Wow! And can you, since you're over there, do you have any of your other signature bases on the wall?
1: No. This is one of my, this is one of my favorite ones. Uh, It's a Momo 8. This one's all red with red pickups. And it's all red and gold.
0: Beautiful. Just absolutely stunning. Oh, Oh,
1: man, man. Like, this thing just... Like, what can I tell you? It's like, this thing saved my, my musical, my musical life. I mean, it opened up my door and I got to tell you anything that has got to do, um, with like low end, like right now. I'm on this kick Oh wait, 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 this is exciting. Check this shit.
0: (laughs) This whole interview is exciting. Momo, come on now
1: okay this is my other custom base check this shit out this is all gold fucking sparkle with right and the plate on the back is fucking crazy because it's all gold with uh you can actually see yourself in it oh there's my big ass momo zone thing on the back of the wall there but <laughs> this one is nothing but high octaves So, it sounds like a giant harp, man. This is part of my new sound right now. It really sounds like a Middle East, Eastern kind of instrument. When I plug this through all my delays and my distortion and shit, I'm telling you it's the next fucking level shit.
0: Wow. Uh, Momo, are you gonna play anything for us tonight? Oh my God, I feel like we're being teased.
1: Uh, I I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I can show you some shit. And then this is my new trip right now. I'm telling you, this shit is where it's fucking at for me. This is started off as a bass six, 30 inch scale, but I've, I've basically tuned this, right? With baritone strings from b to b and it's like the fattest ass fucking guitar you've ever heard in your fucking life. It sounds like a bass, but a guitar. And this thing with this fucking headstock, I can't tell you nothing makes me happier than this right now. <laughs> but, but this is a very cool looking instrument and uh, I'm bugged out, you know? Um,
0: now, do you, So do you have a, a say in like, I mean, obviously, if it's your signature base, you have a say in how it's it constructed and the look and everything, right?
1: Yeah, so- absolutely. Matt is a is an angel, so he really. How can I explain this? I got lucky when I met that guy because he's more like, uh, you know, he is the boss of, of that company, but he he treats me like a like a brother and a true friend and. and he respects you know what i have to say and and i respect what he has to say we're actually we would have been great friends as kids and shit we would have always been great friends we were great friends when i met him 20 years ago and i didn't know him and when we met 20 years later we became where we were supposed to be back then we just had to wait till we hit this point of our life you know and then i kind of became the face of music vox over the last you know little while
0: that's Uh, amazing momo
1: it's really really cool you
0: are the prime example that dreams can come true you just have to keep working your ass off and be dedicated to your craft
1: yeah and 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 the proof is in the content i like to say right so that means okay like 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 show me what you did today this is what most people can understand. This is not a race. This is not a game. What did you do today? I know that I wake up in the morning and I do tons of stuff that nobody told me to do. Right. So, and that includes not just like writing music that nobody told me to write, but it includes doing research for stuff I wish I knew how to do that I don't know how to do that no one told me to go to do. Right like, so for instance, like right now, like Kriela and I, we've really wanted to get into actual full 3D avatar, full three-dimensional moving shit. Like we became photographers really fast, the same thing's going to happen here. Okay. So Kriela started last week on her end. Well, I can tell you after three days, she walks up to me. She says, look what I just did. And she built the full 3D chick, personality all the body all the bones all the shit from complete scratch with nothing because you can use uh you can use body templates and shit and then wind up working with morphing right I can get like a body double for you and then wind up actually morphing and making the face look like you and the hair and the whole shit which takes a lot of work because it's three dimensional shit
0: sure
1: because she can draw and paint I've always said that that's part of her magic uh it's it's really helpful so she's already there and I'm I'm getting into it too So probably within two or three more weeks, we will be able to make ourselves as a full band, full 3D, like a motherfucking cartoon for real. And I'm not talking about like a, like it'll look crazy. On top of that, she's a monster photographer, right? So what happens is we're able to mix and build our own rooms, our own dimensions, uh, a mixture of futuristic space and organic if we want to, you know, the limit it's limitless yeah uh, i believe that that's the future and like i did back then when it came to photo and video as we were the first ones here anyways to say it's time to cross over to that shit i'm feeling like that right now at about three-dimensional shit mm-hmm. you know
0: oh, yeah that's amazing that's gonna be really fun and i can't wait to see what you guys create with that because i've been seeing the videos that you guys have been putting out over the years and you two together are just a a power team, you know, a force to be reckoned with. So I can't even imagine what's coming next, and I'm excited. I'm really excited for it.
1: Well, I will tell you what's coming next. There's a there's a really interesting thing again, and it's got to do with the power of following through. So uh, one of those things is um, I met a really good friend of mine who is now a really good friend of mine that I talk to like uh, practically every fucking day, uh, and he lives in Vietnam. His name is Scott White. He's like a bass player, drummer guy. Uh he's an everything kind of guy, like me. And uh he also is madly in love with his girlfriend and is a kind of solo guy that stays in his bubble like me. And we work at a ridiculous speed. So we put together a project called One of One. You might have seen one of those videos. I have. So, so it's two bases. There's no guitars in that shit. There is only. Two basses, drums, and krila. Or just two basses, drums, and that's it. And the shit that's about to come out. Because we did a five-song show, our, our first EP that's done. That's only 12 minutes long. So five songs, 12 minutes long in total. They all join in a really interesting format. And Krila speaks between some of the songs to connect them together with this whole concept. And then, uh, so that's gonna, we were going to put it out just before all this hoopla kind of started but then when uh you know year two of the hoopla started going on and stuff and all this stuff was happening i, I just didn't feel right about trying to to put anything out really so we're, we were just giving it a brand soon it's going to be the time but we wrote a couple of fantastic new songs over the last couple of days where i got to use my baritone there this shit's yeah. off. i'm i'm fucking losing it man
0: awesome um we have a comment here jeff says that he tunes his his 12 string to c g c f
1: oh nice that is very nice i i generally tune mine to like standard tuning uh but i do other tunings on other kind of multiple four string things on on my eight string things right i got a thing that i'm doing uh <laughs> check this shit out <laughs> okay this is fucked up right so this is a fucking flying v right but listen to this you see what's happening here so when i run this shit through fucking pure distortion and stuff we're talking next level shit and this is a very i love this tuning and you know what this tuning is e e e <laughs> and i think this is a, this is g or a b so uh-huh. that's it and i could do phenomenal shit on this and it turns my fucking crank but i have all different kinds of tunings like this you know
0: Wow, that's crazy. I've never heard of that before. Nobody does
1: that shit, man.
0: <laughs> You're so innovative.
1: Look, I got to do something to try and inspire myself so that I can inspire others, right? There, there's really nothing else. So so this one of one project I'm talking about, I, I'm really freaked out about this because like by the the way we put it together is like people think we're really playing live together or we met and shit like that but if I should, i'm not shitting you he's in his fucking living room in vietnam and i'm in my studio and Krila is in the other studio over there when we're doing it and the shit we have a, the lit sign behind us that's you know and, and and that was us just trying the first thing but now the next video we're going to do now we've learned some shit and it's actually going to look like you're on stage with us so wow. i'm very excited
0: wow fun uh, let me read a couple of these comments really quick uh, speak says I, I I identify with this so much, this is how things happen for me create creatively I taught myself how to mix and master songs for myself in about two weeks on a whim as a result i've had four songs on national FM stations.
1: That's what i'm fucking talking about, because you see, all you need to do is put in the work right. You, complaining or worrying about why you, you should be more worried about why you haven't done it than what what, worry about what you don't know how to do yet, right? Because worried about not know what to do yet, meaning you're worrying about too many things, right? You need to pick one thing to stop worrying about because everything starts at the beginning. Like a song, writing a song has got many, many things to do to write that song so you better pick the first thing what's going to be the first thing turn on your fucking computer that's the first thing you do right and and what's the next thing oh what you don't know how to actually record something in the in a program that is easy for you to understand that you can at least put a beat down and understand how to basically open one track at a time and keep recording back and forth that's lesson number two on somebody who doesn't know how to do that right after that, arrangement. Do you know how to arrange? Chop shit, move shit around, punching in, right? Uh after that is the sound that goes in, right? Like I wouldn't even be worried so much about how high quality is in the beginning if you don't know how to do shit. You're better off figuring out how to actually make something work and then clean it up, right? So then I'm gonna figure out how do I get a better sound going in, right? So you know, and then you learn how to Do a basic mix. Nobody says you have to be an engineer, but you can definitely put together a cool sounding mix that anybody could hear. Uh, This is really not complicated at all. No, 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 no. Very easy. A two year old can do it, right? So that doesn't make people who can't do it dumb. It just makes them think that it's way more complicated than it really is because it isn't. You see what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Man. Momo, you are just so well-spoken with everything that you say. I like when is your your book coming out?
1: Oh, it's actually out right now, but I haven't pushed it. (laughs) I I, really
0: have a book.
1: Yeah, guys, you could go. You can go check that out on my website. Also, it's called cracking the creative code. It's my very first audio book and it's on the Momo zone. And I again, I haven't been pushing it because I just didn't think it was the right time to just start saying, "Hey guys, check this out." But if you guys want to go check it out, it would be great. Uh, it's a imagine. It's got twelve parts. The whole course only lasts twenty nine minutes, and in twenty nine minutes, I will teach you everything I understand about creativity. So that means this this has nothing to do with notes. I'm not going to tell you what notes to play. I'm not going to. I'm going to tell you how to create. Out of thin air, how to control creativity, how to play a color, how to fucking look at the ceiling and play what that means. I will show you shit that is almost like infantile with a mature envelopment that just makes gives you the best of both worlds. How to be in touch with your child side while being a mature human being that is looking to do something and leave something behind that counts, right? this is it oh, cracking the creative code oh wow and it looks cool too the The whole look of the whole branding and shit is fucking pretty funny uh, i got my whole tie set up another that's part of one of my outfits i was telling you about wow
0: you didn't even tell me about this when we were well, I don't what to, you know,
1: i'm not into pushing shit on people right now because they're having everybody's having such a hard time and stuff like that you know what i mean and I, I've 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 found it hard to kind of come out and give energy when everybody's been sapped so much energy and that's okay because I'm positive for everyone and everything and I need to keep it that way. But now I'm getting ready to come out. Now I'm I'm gonna start putting out music and tell people about the course.
0: Yes. And
1: one of one and this this cracking the creative code and, and the movie, right? Because oh man, I I've never worked that intense on anything because I did all those things at the same time by the way
0: wow how do you do you sleep at night or do you just are you a machine do you plug yourself in how does it work I sleep
1: uh look (laughs) I sleep at least seven to eight hours a day easily and 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 I get everything done because when I'm up I just do my thing right Uh, being efficient (laughs) means that you you can work you know so I don't know, like, it doesn't take me long to write a song, right? If somebody says, oh, write me a song or write me an idea, it could happen in like, usually happens in like 15 minutes, right? Some people would, might take longer because they're, they're torturing themselves to try and find something else. But when you look to just, accept, said, no, this is the first thing that come out of me. It feels kind of a good energy. So why fuck with it? You see what i mean so when you start accepting that what you're doing is possibly the right thing <laughs> the first time around then and you keep doing that then what do you think is going to happen maybe it just happens to fucking be not bad every time <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's people want to punch holes into their own systems into their own friendships think that there's an ulterior motive to everything and everyone and including yourself I don't know man you, you know I think everybody's beautiful and has potential and if you got anger then take that anger and use it as fuel to make you a fucking nicest person on earth to yourself so that you could fucking go out and feel what that feels like you're better off like alone figuring that out than you are being surrounded by a, a, a you know some downer situations that that where nobody wants to help each other to come out you know I mean Music is is supposed to be an energetic force that elevates people. And if you do it right, and it's natural, like those first times that we're talking about, what happens is this magical bubbly shit that gets captured. You know how that works? That's just what it is. Because it's organic at that moment. You haven't chopped it a thousand times to turn it into a copy, paste, repeat, copy, paste, repeat. Oh, here we go. Intro, verse one. Chorus one, verse two, chorus two, bridge one, double fucking chorus out. Copy, paste, you only played it fucking once and shit. Oh, well, that's just a, that's a paste. It's a, it's a skeleton. It's not that one take shit that leaves this push pull organic matter that comes from the human within. That's what we're forgetting about a lot of time when it got with the computer, right? So I record everything I do. Everything.
0: Oh, man, I just feel like uh, you should be hosting this show because you're leaving me speechless over here, okay? No, I'm talking
1: too much. I'm fucking talking too much. No. I haven't no. talked with people in a long time. Go ahead. Tell me whatever. Let's talk.
0: No, 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 no. I love you. I mean, everybody is just saying how amazing you are. Krilla, um, thank you so much for dropping those links. You guys, <laughs> go uh, go. Go get that audiobook. go everything that we've talked about tonight you got to check out the movie so lane patterson says i've learned more tonight by just listening than i could imagine to ask thank you so much
1: oh wayne thank you so much for taking the time to trip out with us wayne so cool and, and we wish you an absolutely beautiful blessed evening you fucking rock
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh matt says this is how the greatest innovators create groundbreaking art
1: Oh, is that Matt? Is Matt who I can? Yes. Oh, you know who that is?
0: No, do you have a story for us?
1: Fuck yeah, that's my friend Matt right there. That's the, the president <laughs> that's of the movie. That's Matt. That's Matt. Say hello to Matt. Matt is a Matt is such a special human being that 28 people in this movie all had to say so. And and you know I mean, really, who the fuck wants a movie made about him where a bunch of people say great shit about you? He certainly didn't. You know what I mean? Nobody wants that. But it, it was the truth, right? It's the truth. There was, there was nothing but a basic question. asked. There was no probing here. This is the truth. He is that guy. That guy has made me feel safe inside my humanity. Who can say that about people? You know what I mean. And I very few people like in my life I can say I feel safe when I listen to you talk, because you're so centered about what's right and what's wrong, and what's right or wrong. Opinion is really subjective. Sure. The only thing that matters is that people are healthy, happy, respectful. Do not forget the power of love and do not let like a darker energy overshadow your light because that's really easy. It's amazing. It's like, it's just two different roads that give you two different feelings. You'll feel it in your blood. You'll feel it in your stomach. You'll feel it in your bile. You'll even have heartburns and you have to ask yourself, why is that? Because maybe you're angry inside and you're not letting it out, or maybe you're letting it too much out, and that'll still make you fucked up. You want to be peace. You gotta eat good too. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Eating eating is a very, very important thing. Over the last couple of years, most people have been trapped inside more than ever, and it has become very easy to say, oh boy. I'm going to eat a little more of this and that that I don't normally do. And here goes the chocolate chips, the chips, the cookies, the fucking shit. And before you know it, you're not feeling good.
0: And, and you're, and you're 20, 20 pounds bigger than you were.
1: I didn't want to say that, but that's why I'm just going to say, and you're not feeling good. You're not feeling to your optimum self, right? And I'm telling you, it's very important to to just not overeat and just eat the right stuff and you'll know (laughs) you're going to know because your body's going to tell you if you feel energized or you feel robbed of your own energy yeah you you feel like crashing right away after you eat if you do boom you got some bullshit in that food that you shouldn't be eating
0: (laughs) (laughs) momo is also he's not only our personal fashion assistant he's also our dietitian okay everybody so (laughs) listen up Um, I love that so much. Matt, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It is such a blessing to have you here at the Sunshine Show. And I have heard nothing but amazing things about you throughout this whole interview. So I am just (laughs) so awesome having you here. Um, So we wanna give a shout out to Adeline
1: adeline yo adeline okay where's adeline right now who's what's happening
0: adeline is um jay's daughter and she is out in boston oh
1: man boston i love that place i went there a few times actually when i was younger one of my favorite bands i believe came from there the cars i used to freak out on the cars that one record where every single song is just killing it um uh was from there i think aerosmith is from boston too oh really is
0: is boston from boston
1: actually i do not know if boston's actually from boston i think they're from different places in the world the guys i I can't answer you that
0: (laughs) okay okay it's adeline not adeline i apologize adeline
1: (laughs) oh yeah nice i like that
0: uh we are getting requests for you to be a life coach
1: Oh, anytime guys, anytime you need any any advice, I'm always into finding the simplest, the simplest way. You just ask yourself a few questions and then you'll know what you don't like. Actually, you know what? You kind of figure I tell you a magic thing you figure out when you get older, okay? I always tell people this at one point you will figure out it's not everything that you want, it's everything that you don't want now. Okay, so in the beginning, a certain age, or depending on what business you're in, you're going to say, fuck, if I only had this, right, then I'd be able to do that. And then you get that, and you try and do it, and "Mm, I'm missing this one more thing. If I only had that, no, I'd really be able to get to that, right? And before you know it, you're a fucking addict of collecting those things in order to do that thing you want to be doing, and you ain't getting shit done, Okay then what happens you get older and you say oh fuck no i don't need that to, to do this absolutely no 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 that takes too long well fuck no this is too much problem right and then what happens is you get back to basics <laughs> you get back to basics when like you had nothing right it's like music right when you first i remember when i first started playing bass when i was a kid i had one rickenbacker one app one ampeg svt it was a wire that went straight to that app that's it <laughs> okay then later on in my life i became mr pedal face then what happens it wasn't no longer just one pedal that goes straight to the app and then the app got eliminated and i had to figure out about speaker simulators so i can get that with no amp right? <laughs> and then you just you get sick of all that shit and you just want to go back to one plug that just goes straight into the app
0: yeah well you have a pretty um impressive collection of petals behind you there momo
1: this uh, this is oh you know like these look at this these are my lights on this look at this they're floating space guys and if i lift their helmet their their fucking l- helmets light up and you get to see this is my um music vox baritone board I keep them up like this when I work because it's like, I'm like a mad scientist. I get to turn my knobs and I got them on three levels. They go all the way down to the floor here. Actually, you can't really, maybe I can show you, you see, they go all the way down to the floor over there. And, um, so this is just for my guitar sound and my, on my other side, I have my bass set up. I'm a dark glass guy. So I have a fuckload of dark glass killer stuff um and uh you know based on this side guitarist shit is on this side vocal stuff come out over here um and i'm you're good to go but getting back to basics yeah you know how many times i've taken apart these pedal boards to say that i swear to god this is it i'm never taking it apart again <laughs> and then i say Fuck it i'm just using one pedal at a time that's it and when you first do that oh, boy, does it feel good. You say, yeah, man, I'm getting back to just some raw shit, right? And, and, and you're feeling really good, and you say, oh, no, let me stick another pedal there. And oh yeah, these two, you need two of them. I've decided, I've had over 400 pedals at once.
0: What? In,
1: yeah, in my collection.
0: Is that like a Guinness World Record? Because I Absolute,
1: really- Absolutely not. There's people with way more than that. But... I can tell you now that after I've pulled off and got rid of everything that I didn't, I've only kept what I love. And I cannot do anything with under 90 pedals. The, it's 90 for me is the magic number of individual pedals that I have a personal relationship with. 90? I know their names, I know what they feel like, I know what happens when you turn the knob, you know. Uh I just know the stuff it's got my sound on it it's part of what I do you know so I think that's uh that just fucking works you know what I mean
0: That's amazing I mean that is that's mind blowing I don't even know if I can maybe use more than two at 90 pedals momo my goodness Yeah Wow
1: I need this to get my like this is th- because this takes you to do the full sound, right? Everything from uh, fuzz to distortion to octave to clean EQ to overdrive to noise gate to wah wahs that go into delays and reverbs, right? Each board needs to have its own full chain. So, for instance, this board, I just finished putting together this board. It's my Death by Audio board. This is nothing but Death by Audio pedals uh accepted for my Morley wall on there that I love uh but everything else is death by audio and this is for a nasty hard-hitting futuristic Trent Reznor kind of approach right which I love that kind of kicker shit so I'm right into that over here in the front I have a board that's based on reverbs and delays for ambient stuff I love that uh That film soundtracky kind of ambient shit that just floats like you're just uh, you're just bubbling in the fucking stratosphere and that feels great too you know
0: oh man you definitely have a signature sound a signature style a signature everything about you and we just can't get enough thank you guys all for hanging out with us we were having a great time we're already going on an hour. Um, Are you serious? I know it's passed so fast. Um, if it's OK, if I could ask you a few more questions before we
1: Absolutely. Up? Ask me anything you want. Go ahead.
0: OK, awesome. Well, Matt actually has um, submitted a question and he says, um, please ask Momo about how important the formal education system is for performers, artists, creativity and accomplishments.
1: Yeah, the education system. Well, you know, we were kind of dipping in that in part of the conversation a little bit before. You know, I think. We are at a a turning point right now for artists. And I think it's a good thing uh, because, you know, let's just call it the old formula has built itself up and it's hit a peak and that peak, that was run by you know like record companies as what we perceive as like record companies and these kind of entities corporate style entities have come to an end divide that by all those shows that are based on contest things like the voice and uh, all these other kind of cont based shows uh that has somehow hacked into uh you know th- the procedure of what happens in in other kinds of music the ones that are you know touring music and and, and stuff like that uh, it it's over it's hit a peak now and things have been we have to think outside the box and outside the box usually when we hit this point what happens is this is when music gets reinvented so we are at the opportunity here to reinvent music uh, look what happened during our whole two year situation so musicians had to stop going to play because they weren't allowed to travel so what was the first thing that they can do let me go online and do some zoom plays right so we're going to play live you'll be here i'll be there and we'll do this you can only do that so much before that just becomes a very serious like nobody though doing it but it's not like that's their ideal situation right but It could be the ideal situation in the future, if it looked good. If you were able to stand somewhere in your house where you were getting a perfect cutout, looking like you were on stage with your buddies for real, with no latency, and shit just virtually happening, like, oh my God, I'm on the fucking holodeck, right? Like, this shit is going down in the next two, three years you're going to start seeing that, which is why I'm getting into this. I told you I was getting into the whole 3D thing. Uh, but uh, And I think it's a great opportunity, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's The whole world is going there anyways with computing, right? And what's going to happen when when they change the computers, right? Because computing is going to change. We've hit a peak. They're going to need what it's called, the uh, Internet uh, 2.0 or 3.0. I don't know what they're calling it. The next level of the internet, but they're, they're, they're talking about really increasing the speed. And that means that having you show up here as a hologram is actually getting is, is, is getting real.
0: That's freaky. That's freaky dinky.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Some people are going to really enjoy that. You see what I mean? Uh, and you're going to be able to travel around the world like that and that's going to go beyond like say what you and I are experiencing. I'm perfectly happy with this like if you and I were eating food together or you know what I mean right now I'd have you in full screen in front of me and it would be like we are really eating together by the time we hang up you know what I mean that's my relationship with Matt or with Scott uh, or or with Brandino Here's another motherfucker that I got to mention. I love, your,
0: I love your interviews with Brandino. Oh, my goodness. Yeah,
1: God forbid I don't mention him because he, he's a very important guy in my life. Uh, Brandino is a force to be reckoned with. So for those of you who don't know who he is, he's a guy who's been around a very long time. He died twice, came back to life, and has been... Uh, a force to be reckoned with but he took James Jamerson's place in Aretha Franklin for over 20 years. Uh he did everything from Justin Timberlake to Will I Am to James Brown to all the big motherfuckers. His first gig I think that he ever played with professionally was with the Tommy Dorsey band. Uh he is a magical force and an animal lover like us Aww. loves his dogs. Oh look at that doggy! Hello, baby! So cute. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, and 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 he really makes—he cooks for his dogs every day. We might be putting together a cooking show. Oh uh, really? Then, no, because you, no, no, I'm not shitting you. He he major cooking of the meat and the stuff just for his dogs. It's a whole procedure. So. Uh, I'll hook you up with him you should t- you, you should talk to him
0: that would be a lot of fun because he like you has really cool things to say you know and and things that I, I've really taken to heart when I have seen the shows that you guys have done together you guys are really a force to be reckoned with too
1: yeah we can even do a short quick brandino momo show with you we'll get you on that or we can do it with you on one of the thing the three of us together like tripping out on some fucking shit this guy's out of control. Like, <laughs> he, but he's also one of the most spiritual, you know, God forbid if I ever feel sick for anything or I didn't feel well or something for any reason, this is where you see what kind of guy he is. He'll check up on me out of nowhere, like a couple times a day. He'll call Krilla and say, is Momo, okay. Uh, I don't get that from everyone. You see what I mean? I, I get that from a guy like Matt, you know what I mean? But like... They, they, like I think it's imperative that uh, in closing to what we were talking about when it comes to the educational part, what Matt had asked, you are your own best education in the sense that you need to um, feed yourself from what you truly feel you want to be doing. You're going to be the first to know. And if you don't know what it is, here's what I tell you. You don't even got to get involved in anything all the way to wait, to find out that that's not what you want. There is a way to dip test, right? Five or six things at the same time, right? I'll tell you how you do that. It's very simple. Imagine let's say you wanted to do, look how far you can push this. You don't know if you want to be a cook, a musician, a dentist or a mechanic. Now, that's got nothing to do with each other. But let's say you had that kind of dilemma. Well, all you got to do, you go online, and here's what I do all the time. And you find the greatest videos that explain to you about what it's like to be in that life. Of all those things, you make five files with five different names, and you fill the best videos in each one of those matching files. Then you go make yourself a sandwich, make yourself a coffee and a cup of tea, and you sit there. And you watch all those things, one after the next. And then see how you feel. You you see how basic that is? Because in the end, no one can force you to do shit. If you don't go do it yourself because you feel like it, some people might have to do it out of desperation. Because if you get confused on saying, well, I have to do it. I have no choice. I have to work. That's because you chose to make what you love your work. And if it's in jeopardy, that means you need to find a way to work so that you don't fuck up what you love and stop counting on that. But most people are going to say, yeah, but that means that I'm, you know, I'm not doing what I really want to be doing. And I'm sucking ass because I'm going to do something else. Yeah. But you're going to wind up hating what you love in the end, because people are going to keep making it hard for you to do what you love. And then you might say, I fucking hate doing what I love. That's what happened to me. You know what I mean? So uh it took me it like I said, if I didn't have a person like quila in my life, Jesus, I have no idea what I'd be right now. I'd probably be some kind of uh monk in, in Tibet. Like I would <laughs> I would have stopped communicating with people, maybe. Like, I don't know, but like I just wanna, you know, education, self-education is the single most important thing in life it really is and it's never been easier to be self-taught you just gotta break it down man and there's a fucking tutorial for everything and once once you start looking for tutorials and inspiration because searching is an art like doing your closet is an art my <laughs> closet is exactly how i search it looks the same as how i search i search in groups of stuff for instance I don't like looking at the news but if I did look at the news when I do look at the news and I'll scan here's what I do I don't just click on shit I open up 40 things or 50 things at the same time and then I look at them but I'll go from news news dogs uh, uh, animals having fun news news How to fucking build a fucking fretless guitar. News, news, news. This is how fucking electricity works. News, news. I do shit like that. And then I off balance and re-stimulate, re-absorb, and wait to see what comes out of my mind when I'm going to create. I don't need an idea to create. Who fucking, why do you want to be inspired to create? Turn on your shit and start creating. Then you'll get inspired.
0: (laughs) I've never heard that before oh my god what are you
1: waiting for an idea and if that idea pops out like you know lyrics is one thing but music you know you know I could see lyrics if you have an idea like a sentence this is something you need to write down because it's not like an if ish thing you know what I mean that's particular Uh, if you wrote something in your head you can still alter it give or take but you know if you wanted nine inch nails, it could be nine inch nail-ish, uh, left or right or, or or center or whatever, but it would still be nine nail inches, right? So uh but fuck ideas. Ideas happen when you start doing shit or when you start jamming out like you and me are doing right now.
0: I love you. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> you are the one, girl.
0: Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> You guys, thank you all for hanging out. I see Megan Richardson in the chat. What's up, girl? Uh, Megan, Megan. Speak says, I feel like artists are too trained and too perfect, and a lot of the soul and improvisation is lost, like Jerry Garcia playing with the missing finger. It's imperfect, but phenomenal at the same time.
1: Yes, you're 100% right, my friend. And that's why the first takes are the magic ones. The amount of shit that has gotten fucked up by doing the second, third, and fourth take, I am telling you, and the amount of things that have been kept as the first take that people do not realize from vocals to guitar and bass lines and drum patterns and shit, they can't even conceive. So it works both ways. But then it's when they start hacking at it like termites going through your fucking original idea and by the time you're done, it's a bunch of music dust that has been like glued back together and turned into some kind of composite bullshit. You know what I mean? That That, that is just not, you know, I don't recognize not it you. anymore.
0: Yeah, not you, not original, not, you know, yeah. It's all the soul and all the love's been taken out of it by the machine. <laughs> That's right,
1: by the machine. And it could have even been the secretary, right, of, the guy who runs the record company who happened to hear the demo or something and says, you know, I don't like that word. That person just said over there. And all of a sudden he says, Oh yeah. And then he calls the fucking studio and he says, you know what? I really don't like that word. What's the problem with it? Well, people are saying that it's, they just don't like it. And I always used to say people who are the people I used to say it was when I was working with all the scoreboards. what people. And it's the secretary it could be i had somebody i found out they were sitting in the bathroom okay taking a piss in a woman's bathroom a woman and she heard people saying something on the other side of the wall like in a fucking movie right and all of a sudden i get a fucking call to remove something because somebody sat in a toilet and heard somebody say something in a toilet Wow. I will not. uh, And that, on that day, on that day, I pulled the plug. That's when I said to Kareela, call these people up and tell them that's it. It's over. We've been working together for years. I never want to work with any of these people again. It's fucking over. And I pulled the plug. You do not give me this. This is not music anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%.
0: Oh my goodness, Momo. Laying it down tonight. Hey, give a shout out to my neighbors who are in the chat, Rick and Leslie.
1: Rick, Leslie, you're the neighbors of Sunshine Cantu. You got to witness the amazing animals that occupy that property. (laughs) You know what I mean? Come on.
0: Oh, yeah. And we have the best block parties.
1: Where are you exactly? In California?
0: Yeah, I'm in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, California
1: i promise that as soon as we when we, we get back up on the fucking plane we're gonna come visit you
0: you guys have we'll to do a photo
1: shoot and we'll trip out on a fucking live jam and it'll be it'll be sick
0: dude that'll be so much fun okay so we got a couple of um questions about your accent and wondering if it's a new york accent
1: a lot of people think it's a new york accent actually i'm from montreal so quebec it's probably because my first language was French, so probably somewhere along the line. Uh, but you know, I got to tell you, um in, people from Montreal in general have a very particular accent. Like Rhonda Smith, right? Really good friend of mine, bass player who was with Prince and with uh, with Jeff Beck.
0: I watched your interview earlier.
1: Okay, she's from Montreal. We sound the same. We have the same inflection and she's been living in california for a very long time uh so she's developed a wee bit of the accent by now but you can tell that she is from montreal when you talk whenever her and i talk it's like i just fucking laugh i feel like i'm talking to my friends when i was when i was a kid you know but no it's a montreal accent um it sounds kind of like this just like people from new york and new jersey which is really close to each other They can actually you can hear there's a difference in the way they speak. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's funny that people actually look at it that way. But uh, I don't <laughs> really have an accent. But
0: <laughs> oh no, I definitely noticed your accent. Um, I mean, even when you were uh, interviewing Rhonda earlier too, and then when we jumped on earlier, I'm like, man, you—it's ha- a nice accent. I really like that accent. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, thank you. My accent. Thanks you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I saw a question earlier I can't find it now but I'm pretty sure Lane asked it uh, he was wondering about click track or no click track
1: oh okay that's a very good qu- I love that question you know why because I happen to be going through that right now I'm gonna tell you guys something really interesting um so with my friend Scott we were talking about this the other day and we decided that I said okay I'm gonna do all my baritone shit but I'm only going to do it to a click because I always program drums before I play. So what I'll do is I'll program a fuckload of drums on 20 different, 20 different programs that I'll open up. Right. And I'll make 20 different patterns at different speeds, knowing that I could change the passes to my accents later. Okay. You know what happens then? I'll tell you what happens then. I wake up the next day and I play 20 songs in a row and I'm done. Right? So what happens is the click track to me, I usually, I've always considered a click like a beat, like a beat with benefits, right? Like it's a click track. That's got benefits. Right? So a beat, a loop to me is a click track with benefits is what I'm trying to say. Um, but I am just done shit with just a click over the last five days. I pulled up five fucking I wrote five different grooves just using just a click. Wow. wow. What an amazing it it doesn't change my tightness. I've been playing with a drum machine since the 80s. So what happens? I'm a very tight guy. Like if you're out of time around me, like I'm just going to feel it because I'm not out of time. Even with no drum machine or no click, I play in time by myself just sitting here. But a click is a very important thing learning to be bang on learning to play uh, hair behind it and learning to play a uh, hair in front of it like feeling exactly what the level is where you can do because that all sounds good too right a little behind the beat a little ahead of the beat sure
0: yeah
1: but um i love the click is very important it's the thing that makes me write songs but i i like to put a loop in general the click with benefits
0: liquid benefits i like it i like it yeah um what software do you use momo
1: okay uh i i'm i'm generally uh an apple guy so i've been on logic since the very beginning i edit my videos on final cut um pretty much pretty much that's it you know, oh. unless I'm using, unless I'm doing other stuff, which has got nothing to do with that. And then you're heading into 3D programs or After Effects or <laughs> Photoshop or, or, or whatever that may be. But um, just that it's simple. It works. And that's what you want.
0: Very cool. Just Okay, Don Fitzwater says, sometimes you just have to walk away. Why waste your time and energy trying to please people who don't get what you are doing in the first place?
1: Yeah, you're right. And I've seen that happen with a lot of people. It could be an individual that is within, I would say, a band context and say those people do not appreciate that individual's input and that individual might have the key of what it takes you know god forbid you know uh i don't know what instrument he plays but let's just assume let's say he's the guitar player and he's the guy who likes to write all the songs and then you got the drummer who's always fucking late and the uh you know the bass player who just always wants to change things every time that happens you know and that could be problematic you really do have to find the right people like when i work with Krila for instance she's the perfect partner to work with right because i don't have to say anything to her ever Scott's like that too. He never says one thing to me, and I never say one thing to me. We never tell each other what to play. He plays whatever he plays is great, and whatever I play is great. Nobody speaks. It's just fucking done. Over. Thank you. You know, finding people who fit you is more important than forcing people to fit into yourself. Very, very important. That's going to be a long, miserable thing. That's why I learned how to do everything by myself, right? So that I don't even need a band if I don't want to, you know. And so when I, you know, finding a guy like Scott uh, and having someone like Kriela who are instant, Kriela is like an instant creator. doesn't matter what she does. In the next six minutes, like I'll be working on a song. She's hearing it from her studio on the other end. And then she comes walking in and the lyrics and the melody is already fucking done. And I say, what? <laughs> you know, and it's just fucking over right there. Wow. And I think people need to do that. You know, I think my next book is gonna be on speed creation. That's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna push it on, on this how to create in the minutes that follow. Like, just let's get this shit over with, right here, right now. Like, you know, like, it's really not that complicated. I've done that with taxi drivers. I've taken a taxi driver that has taken me home, who wishes they were a singer, has never sang at a mic before, forced them into my studio and recorded a song with them singing and writing their own lyrics and then i kick them out go there you go now you sound great you've done it
0: oh my gosh you are just i i don't even know that is just so awesome and amazing for you to show other people that they can do it it's so important because a lot of people overthink it they they don't think they're good enough, and they or they don't try. And and like you said, just fucking do it and get it done. And you
1: know what's the best thing about these people who think they're no good and that they're they haven't done that much shit yet? And it's in my course that I'm talking about cracking the conveyor code. Is that they're so much better than they think they are? You know why? Because they're not thinking about all the bullshit they're going to think about when they know what's actually happening, right? Because that there's the the, here's how it works you know nothing here then you first start learning shit so you can do basic shit right but then when you learn more this is where you can get fucked and slow down because then you're going to start asking yourself questions or maybe trying shit that's going to fuck you up and slow you down because it's a harder process you know what i mean uh so there is something to say about your innocence i call it the innocence the innocent moments of when You're making the most beautiful mistakes on earth that are the biggest hit songs you're ever going to write that you decided suck. You understand? Yeah. I've learned to appreciate those moments. That's what I was telling you before about the first takes. It is so important, that first take. Like, I can't begin to tell you what that does for you when you appreciate that shit oh my fucking god by the end of the night that you will do more shit than you will do all year
0: yeah that it's just it and you're so right because i think about all the times that i record myself and man i will sit there and play the same bass line all day for like five hours because i missed this note or or i don't think that this was good and then at the the end of it i have so much shit i don't want to do any anything at all i i would get so totally
1: get it I totally get it, which is why I keep insisting to start learning to appreciate those moments because here's how it goes. If you start recording with that shit already in the back of your head that you're not sure whether you're going to get it and you're going to have to redo it and redo it. So what happens is you'll, by the time you start redoing things on time number four or five or six, all of a sudden your personal self-esteem and your desire starts to go down. You're not as excited anymore. The trick is when you're going into it right there, the first time you need to pretend that this is life or death. I used to do something really interesting. I used to say, if I don't deliver my shit first take, I die. Dying is not an option. I need to be with Krila so I can't die. So I would think like that years ago when I first met her, uh, And I would, most of the time, I would just deliver beyond myself. And that's the trick. Do more than you're supposed to be doing because you thought you were going to do less. And what happens, how can I, I call it cliff diving, right? If you want to change your style and become better right away, you need to cliff dive when you play and be consistent. And if you think like, what I like about DJs and shit is they think in loops, If you think in a loop and the evolution of the loop, then what happens is, okay, you cliff dive, all of a sudden you're playing this fucking riff that you've never played before, right? Because you've decided to start playing double time where you don't normally do it. The second you realize you've done that, some people are gonna freeze and they won't repeat it and they're gonna wanna go somewhere else. I say no, I say recognize the loop points right away. Start looping that shit. Now you're in it. You're locking into the beat. You're going, you're going, you're going. That second you feel an opportunity to add an evolution, not change the key yet. You need to pop in a different note. It might be boo, you slide right down to the fucking 12th fret, you come back up and you do that another eight times. You're training your brain to lock into loops that have emotion, dynamics, velocity, and then expansion. So now we're expanding we're expanding and then you'll be ready to change the note and go to a chorus Uh, because when you understand how to write in song format what happens it doesn't matter if it's 20 minutes long you need to be capturing it and you can fix it after but you need to write a form of an intro some form of what we'll call a verse some form of chorus which is could be the same music as the verse but different and lifted with an extra double time part that gives the illusion that you've changed and then you need to do this in that formula while you're writing before it's written that means here i'm playing something oh great this could be an intro now you realize it play it a few more times so that you get it right then move on to the next part at the same time as you keep recording By the time you're done with that, now you have to learn how to recognize, how to go out and chop, bring things together and make a new arrangement with something that was 20 and shrink it down to two minutes. When you start, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Anybody who can just do that, just that you will quadruple your understanding of what it is like to put together music. After that, it's got to do with style and um it's got to do with style and genre like if you're doing heavy shit you need a particular kind of distortion there's different kinds of distortions you know there's 60s distortions there's 70s distortions there's shit that sounds more uh you know Trent Reznor more futuristic then there's clean sounds like all kinds of clean sounds and then there's half clean and half dirty and dynamic things that really react to your playing i got most of these pedals what i love about them they're all very interactive if i play light the shit's fucking clean and sparkly the second i dig in it sounds like a whole like i've kicked in five pedals and it's not it's because i set them up dynamically i love that you know what i mean they breathe yeah you know uh and it gives you like like creation like you get tied into the creation zone like really fast
0: mama i don't know i don't even know how to soak up all this a beautiful
1: information eh fuck i haven't talked to somebody in fucking so long i must have just fucking regurgitated my ass off so i'm so fucking sorry if i fucking oh no no
0: please we have a question dude you used to play with nine inch nails
1: no i actually didn't play with nine inch nails but i i got to meet him i know the guy i know all kinds of people in those areas um and he's one of my guys i respect the most in creation and putting together live shows his lighting concepts his musical concepts i'm also a huge fan of uh, i love queen of the stone age
0: oh me too
1: that shit just turns my crank. It makes me want to just bounce around. And I love Mastodon, the last two records. latest. Uh, did deleted. you just
0: say that shit turns your crank?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That shit totally turns Is that a very Canadian saying? I've that's never heard
0: like, it, but I love it.
1: <laughs> that's pretty Canadian right there. That shit turns my crank there, eh? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. It totally turns my crank. It's like really, they're just great. Like, when you're great, you're just fucking great. And notice that all these people I'm mentioning, they're individuals. There's no really other people that are like, they're, you know, David Bowie's David Bowie. You can't fuck with that. You know, there's certain people that are just those guys, you know, or women, uh, for sure, you know.
0: Yeah. We have... Kriela in the chat, she says she's bl- blushing now when you were talking about how amazing and wonderful she is.
1: Nothing, man. You know what? When you're lucky enough to have a woman that can be your best friend, your advisor, the person who lets you be you and tells you shit that you're doing that you don't even know you're doing that makes you sound a fuck of a lot smarter than you think you really are uh <laughs> she's that person who like i said oh yeah i said that <laughs> that's what that means because it's natural to me right i'm all about just love and making things happy i'm like a, i guess i'm almost like an old hippie kind of dude right i come from almost those hippie days so <laughs> pretty much those hippie days so i'm just really into i've always been into positivity and just great friends
0: yeah and and When you find the right ones, you got to keep them, and you can't let them go.
1: And you know what? The older I get, the more I realize how important that is to spend the time with those people. I was very fortunate. Matt had introduced somebody that I became friends with that was a blessing. Because the man is a real Renaissance man. His name is, um, uh, oh my god, I'm having a total blank. He would kill me for now. Dr. John Manhold, pardon my language. It's been a doctor. John Manhold. He's 103 now, maybe. 103 years old. Uh, he's got as much energy as you and me. Really? And he's in love with his wife like there's no tomorrow. They've sailed the oceans together, alone, around the world. World War II hero, renaissance man, speed shooter, sculptor, book writer. Uh harvard ran harvard for fucking 10 years wow that's a genius i'm very fortunate that i get to and you know what he told me in a conversation that really fucked me up i did it in one of my interviews he goes blah 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 yeah p- all these amazing people i got to meet because of playing golf and hanging out and then he goes yeah and that and i and mean albert this and then Me and I mean albert that and i go albert he goes yeah you know albert einstein and i go albert einstein he goes yeah I says, he's like, I'm in a book with him and I says we hung out and we used to go over all this shit together and I'm saying are you fucking kidding me you know and wow. so hung out with Nat King Cole all the fucking rap pack shit the guys into music into science into everything what a force to be reckoned with when you see this kind of stuff and at this age now he does criticisms for all books on Amazon and stuff. He doesn't want, he doesn't stop. And he told me that that's the key. Never retire in your brain or you're fucked. It's just that simple.
0: Yeah. So Matt says, uh, Dr. Manhold's life is amazing. And he is in awe of Momo.
1: (laughs) But him and his wife, I I, I swear to God, sometimes I've had conversations with him and his wife and Krila, and we show each other the clothes because they wear these amazing cowboy hats and stuff, right? And and I have cowboy hats, too. And Krila and I, we dress up like cowboys and we talk to them. And it's so beautiful. And we had a conversation with Matt and his family and them and me and Krila and stuff. You know, this whole Zoom get-together thing. It is really beautiful for... Matt even got to meet my mother.
0: Oh, how cool.
1: So cool to hear my mother speak to this man and thank him for being in my life this is what my mother did and i'm listening to her to like say this stuff and i'm watching my mo- you know, my mother's like i think she's got to be like 85 now and she's uh what an energy on her and you know she's got a bit of a spanish accent right when she talks
0: uh-huh.
1: but she was talking in full-blown english sounding like the excitement of a 16 year old kid and being so graceful with everything she was saying and I'm just watching her talk to Matt and Matt talk to her and they're talking about me back and forth and I just started to fucking cry like a two-year-old baby saying like I can't believe like how cool it's like now now I'm gonna get my mother to meet Brandino I'll get her to meet you too
0: oh yeah we gotta yeah we'll bring her on the next time mama and Brandino (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, and man, and Dr. Manhole,
1: the whole fam bam. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we'll put together a we'll, we'll I'll put together a fucking list of 6-8 people who come on your show and, and we'll, Krila. We'll, we'll, I need
0: to interview yeah. her.
1: You know what? That would be a great thing. You should interview Creela. You and her would really get along. She's got a she's got a great story she knows. You would you would trip on her. She's uh she's a very 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 particular human being that is very rare and very giving and i know i'm with her and shit but she is an actual fucking genius
0: oh like, i can't wait to meet her and you've a,
1: got- a live a live genius and a live angel she really cares about everybody in the whole world and everything Oh, she, you've never i've never seen you know that she won't even kill a fruit fly right
0: okay she reminds well i might she takes
1: them out of the house dude she saves them and takes them out of the house. she won't kill a spider nothing nothing a spider shield even in the middle of the winter she'll catch it and put it in the garage
0: oh, she will not kill it you, oh my gosh i already love you so much oh my gosh you remind me of myself a little bit um hey momo tell me who is joe Walla.
1: Oh, Joe Walla, are you kidding me? This is a fucking major rock star, motherfucker. Okay, (laughs) Joe Walla is a guitar player extraordinaire, but he's very different because this guy's into fucking hot rods. And I'm not talking just hot rods, dragsters and funny cars. Okay, that's the big set of wheels. Now, Now we're talking real racing... Straight line, straight pipe. Let's go. And he has a beautiful collection of guitars. He has a show that he puts on, uh, that he you know jams with his friends and whatnot. He's a beautiful fucking guy, man. I fucking love that guy. And 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 he plays in the band with his partner, uh, one of his guys Dave Sanders. His name is too. Another guy that I got to meet at NAM years ago with Matt and Music Vox, and he's another beautiful human being. Um, They're just these are nice. The kind of people that you wish were your friends. These are great people. Joe, I love you, man.
0: Look at all your family and friends who came out tonight to support you, Momo. And everybody has nothing but amazing and wonderful things to say. Oh my say. God,
1: I'm going to fucking flush. I'm telling you, positivity is an amazing thing. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't know, man. I feel so lucky and so blessed, you know, and especially now because I'm going to be honest with you. I really thought of that at this age that I was packing it up. I, wa- I thought it was going to be something else, right? Like my playing days were going to be like kind of limited and whatnot. I mean, you look like a guy like Billy Sheen. He's already in his 70s, right? And he's fucking got full energy and kicking ass, but he's a rare bird. Uh, I've still got a lot of energy and juice in me, but I really want to... I want to do the right thing. I, I I want to give back and leave something on earth when I'm gone that made a difference to people and their growth and their independent thinking. This is all I want. Like, it's all what I've always wanted. It's altered throughout the years because as you get older and you have more experience, you have more resources to actually do things about stuff, right?
0: Sure.
1: You know, it's it's funny. And there was a point where, for four years at my beginning of my NAM shows, I did something called Accelerator. And Accelerator was me and five people, Creelo was one of them, and a couple of my partners and my assistant. We would stay after the NAM show for two weeks and we would save people. We would give them everything for free free movies, free videos, free websites, free everything. And I learned so much. From meeting all kinds of people and people that sent me letters that I'm still friends with today. I had a woman who sent me uh, a letter. It was the daughter actually that sent me a letter that told me that her mother, she wants me to speak to her mother because her mother, because their sister died of cancer. And the mother has felt so guilty for so many years that she was going to lose herself. I virtually put them up in the MGM Grand in um, Las Vegas. And after the NAM show, I went to meet them. I cried my eyes out with them, but we made a movie together and we left and I inspired them to write a book on the, on the daughter that died. And they did it in a format that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The mother and the two remaining sister wrote letters to the passed away sister. And the whole book was based on those letters. And I still talk to them till this day. The other day I was watching this really popular uh, podcast that's out there. It's called the Tim Cash Show. And there's one guy that's constantly on that show. That is one of those guys that I actually helped. in the in the YouTube days when I was like one of those selected YouTube guys, I was a motivator that my, my video hit number one and had all these things and I virtually went to the first YouTube gathering in Hollywood after the nam show, and what I did, I said, "Oh, I'm going to fuck these guys up because I'm like a rock guy, and who are these all these YouTubers, right?" I virtually got the biggest limousine I could, pulled up in front of the Hollywood uh, the Chinese theater where they were all get, getting together there, and one at a time, I pulled them all into the fucking limousine and interviewed them.
0: Oh, mama. And then I help
1: people from all over the world. But one of those guys started the Tim Cash thing, which is one of the biggest, biggest things. And when I was first starting to do my motivation, Krila found a letter not long ago that was written to me from the president of Moment Factory, which is the biggest fucking goddamn production company to ever come out of here besides Cirque du Soleil, saying that he thanks me for I'm the guy who inspired him to do that. Wow. Right? So I'm just about, like, enlightening people's potential and kind of simplifying the amount of moves it takes to get there because you don't need to think. You got to train yourself, as a matter of fact, not to think. That's where I'm at now. I I do not think I act on what it is I have to do. My head is empty right now. I have nothing in my head but the sound of my voice coming out, reacting to what I'm supposed to be talking about, hopefully.
0: Uh, hopefully and that's Momo. what when I work Momo this is the Momo show tonight baby so whatever you want to talk about you talk about okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, Matt go ahead oh sorry Momo is incredibly philan- philanthrop help me with this word philanthropist.
1: philanthropist
0: yes and giving to others unconditionally thank you so much for that Momo there's a very select. Well, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people like that in the world. But, it you, you know, it takes somebody that really has a, a heart and a giving spirit to, to give to people that maybe necessarily don't have, you know, what you have or things that you can offer.
1: Well, I, you know, it's not even about how much you have. You have to work your way up to what you need, right? And then you're you're able to justify your own thing, unless of course you're out of control in your mind, right? Again, it's about priorities, right? What is it that you really wanna do? You know, when I told Krila she was gonna become a photographer next week, right? You do understand she never knew how to snap a picture yet. And out of love, she became that photographer. And I didn't know, and you know, and the story goes really like this. We had X amount of money saved up that took us years and i went out and i spent every penny of it on my first mac two 30-inch screens that each screen dude was like five thousand dollars at the time when that came out right ten thousand dollars with the screens twenty thousand dollars for the computer another ten thousand dollars for her fucking camera digital camera and shit that i think was only something like uh oh my god like i don't know 2 megapixels or I don't remember how much it was but it was an Olympus with like screw on lenses and shit and stuff and then I bring all this shit home I put it down we have 500 bucks left in our bank account and then we have to pay our rent and I look at all this shit and I look at her I says oh my fucking god we don't even know how to use this shit right Do you know what happened? I'll tell you what happened.
0: Tell me what happened, Momo.
1: 2 weeks later as we were learning to work the shit, I meet a guy that I'm still with today, my first customer, who is one of the biggest songwriters in the world that lives right here, right? Um, And what happens is because of that, through all this bullshit, I've been able to do okay because I'm still with them and I will be with them till the the end of time, right? But that's got to do with loyalty. Because what happened is somebody said, okay, uh, my record company at the time said, here, I want you to meet this guy. He wants to do a video. You you said you could do videos about a computer. I said, sure. Uh, I did some amazing shit. I told them I was gonna do 3D cartoon shit. And I had no idea how I was gonna do it, but I was leaving Ubisoft. And I hired one of my friends who was a cartoonist and another guy who was a motion capture guy. And then I got my deposit. And then you know, here's what happened. Christmas comes. The cartoonist guy gets divorced, calls me up and says, I'm sorry, I can't do this. The three motion guy captures, calls me up, says, My company just went bankrupt. I'm sorry, I can't do this. I look at Krila. I say, Oh, fuck, we've just been given a deposit, a big one. And we have to do this. How are we going to do this? It's Christmas. And then I look at her and I say, You know how to draw. I says, we can do this. You can draw it. It started like that. And then we realized, wait a minute, it's 29 frames a second. Uh, uh, This is going to take a very long time. So uh, right there, I figured out how to do 3D shit. And we locked ourselves up for two months, 20 hours a day. I bought 10 PCs and put them behind me just to do the rendering because for the first couple of weeks, it would take me like 20 hours to just render like a fucking 30-second thing. Because that's because the computers weren't even that powerful in those days, right? I was running like some fucking bullshit. But but so because we went that far when we were finished, everybody said, Who the fuck did this? How did you do that? I said, We did this. How the fuck did you do this? Well, you lock yourself up for 20 hours a day, seven days a week. You don't do anything else until you make it right, and then it gets done. <laughs> Some people will take years to do this, but we were able to do it in two months. And now because of that, we can do this for other people. See how that works? Right? So it, it's pretty interesting. That's but amazing. I'm still with that same guy and he's one of our best friends too. Like, as a matter of fact, they're the only people I work with now, as I work with Matt and I work with this guy, everybody else, I decide if I let them in or not, it's, yeah. and I have no time really to tell you the honest, to honest truth uh now it's time for creela and i to do our stuff for me to be loyal to the people that i'm loyal to and we are going to release our one of one project we are going to really i'm going to start doing all kinds of amazing stuff for music vox on i need to show people what eight string and 12 string basses are really about so you know as opposed to just playing grooves in them for them i'm going to talk i'm going to show them i'm going to take the shit apart i'm going to show them exactly what each string does and really show you what's going on because it's the next level shit and we'll be putting out some new material and i'll start pushing the movie again my friend matt um because it needs to be seen worldwide it's an amazing thing Um, and 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 you know what else can i do to hope to bring some form of joy and keep writing books that um this audio book i'll get you one you're really gonna like it it's simple, it's funny, and my voice sounds like fucking Barry White is talking in your ear. <laughs> it, it's low, and it's serious, and I tell you the shit like you need to hear it.
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh, my gosh, Momo. I cannot wait to see this movie. I cannot wait to get the audio book. I cannot wait to meet this wonderful, amazing fan-bam that you have. Um, I just feel so blessed that you came on the show tonight. We're going on two hours, so I'm going to start wrapping it up. Um, I appreciate your time so much. One more question before we go. I ask every one of my guests, if you could throw a dinner party and invite five musicians, dead or alive, who would the musicians be and what would you serve them?
1: Oh, okay. Well, for sure, I would invite Billy Sheehan as one of them because Billy uh, would be a real, a worthy dinner guest on many, many levels. He's a very smart, eloquent, elegant man that has a very wide palette of information that I totally respect. Um, I would invite my friend Scott, that is for sure, because I completely respect Scott as a human being, as a player, and as a, as a thinker. He's a highly advanced... He's only 30 years old, and... Uh, you rarely see somebody at that age have that kind of fucking brain that is like so elevated. He's a scientist and a musician at the same time. That's a thing. Like he's smarter than fucking most doctors, which is scary. <laughs> um, I would definitely invite my friend Matt because Matt is also a musician. And the table would never be the same without his brilliance and his funny, amazing humor and everything that would be at the table. Um, I would definitely invite Krila. She would be there because she is like one of my favorite artists on earth. Okay, how many numbers? We're at four now?
0: I think that was five. We had Billy, we yeah. had Scott, we had um, Matt, we had Krila. Oh, no, yeah, you, you have one more.
1: Oh, I would invite you so that, uh-huh. we, can, so that we can have a freaking total party because I know that you would bring the sunshine to the table no matter what, and we'd be fucking rocking all night. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah.
0: Thank you for inviting me to your party, Momo! Of course,
1: of course. Hey, hey, look, I'm all about the fucking human brain value. I'm gonna tell you, I'm turned on by the brain. The mind, to me, is the original sexy spot. Uh, That mind, when it says and it thinks the right thing, it gives you longevity of friendship, longevity of life, longevity of love life, longevity of your, everything you dream of. And, and, and who wouldn't want that, right? And I, this is, a, you know, it's very hard to, uh, and I'm saying Billy too, because he's actually a great person. Like he, he is a full five dimensional human being. You understand? So are all the people that I mentioned actually. They're, they're five-dimensional. This I'm sure of, right? So I know that, you know, and we can probably also say, I'd like you to meet uh, Dr. Manhold and his wife. Her name is Kit. Oh. Um, and I'm telling you, by the time she was, I think, at the, when she was 88 or 90, in her 80s, she be- she's a scientist. She became, in one year, a full-blown professional diesel boat mechanic engine mechanic wow and he was last telling me not long ago i told you that she can still pick off from like a mile she can hit a target dead hit with a fucking ak-47 she's (laughs) a killer shot and and he was a speed shooter like the fucking shit that get dressed up like these mariachi kind of shit right with these fucking elvis like fucking shit they got these fucking guns like this and they go they go pow and they pull out the gun and they see how fast they can shoot the target and this guy in his 90s was still doing that
0: wow that's impressive
1: so this is elevated people you know and a guy like Scotty, I mean, he's in the middle of Vietnam. He makes his own fucking medicine because he can't get his shit. I've seen him do shit in his kitchen, in his fucking moulinette, grinding, making his own shit out of leaves and stuff and stuff. And I'm saying to myself, damn, I'd like to see somebody in the city over here even think of doing something like that. You know what I mean? You know, so I'm impressed by impressive minds. Yeah. Ah, this shit turns me on like
0: okay so what are we gonna have at our dinner party what are you you oh food
1: well you know what i would really like to have at the dinner party is i wish that my mother could cook all her amazing food that she makes like all the moroccan food that Mm -hmm. she she makes you understand
0: good moroccan oh, yeah, yeah
1: right yeah really crazy spanish moroccan food like i really like that i'm very lucky because uh Kriela, like Krila is actually she's haitian right so i get to eat haitian food all the time because the, the mother like kind of lives upstairs with it. and what happens is she, the mother is like this ridiculous cook like, I mean, she cooks like the fish with like the wine and the shit and the stuff and the vegetables and the stuff. And I'm telling you, take one bite of this shit. And it's like, oh my God, this is like, you're gone through the Like, you know, you're on a beach and somebody's grandmother like made you this great thing from that. They just caught out of the ocean. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> and, uh, so lucky.
1: Good food is, is, is thing, and not not large portions. I took some takeout out the other day for the first time. One of my favorite things, which used to be one of my favorite things, which is Tibetan food. Uh, so there's something called momos. Have you ever had momos? No. Uh, they're these kind of like, I don't know, you know, kind of like, you know what a pierogi looks like, right? It's made of that yeah. dough stuff. It's kind of like a doughy kind of thing. And on the inside, there's like either vegetables or cheese or, or meat or some kind of shit. I'm a vegetarian, so.
0: I am two vegetarians in the room
1: so you know i have the vegetable and the cheese one and you know i don't know man like they were so filling that i got so fucked up from that that i felt like oh my god i can never eat that much food again right i used to eat like maybe eight of these momos at the same you know in a sitting this time i ate six of them and it was like i would have been fine with four But those two and the rice and the vegetables and some potatoes and shit, it was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, shrink the portions down, eat three times a day, and I have, you know, I'll have a drinkable yogurt if I'm hungry or something in between things, you know what I mean? Otherwise, uh, you know, I'll be, this is the first year I've been able to keep shit under control because, you know, in the winter, right, your body wants to hold all its mass. And, uh, but this year, I... I was able to totally maintain and well, you
0: look damn good, Momo
1: Proud to say that at like going on to sixty one i've my got my six pack and i'm uh I, I i i'm i i feel i feel good I feel light with my instrument on me, I feel like I'm ready to try and 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 please give the people some really cool uplifting energy I, uh, I put the build back up for that, you know, I was tired but i'm I'm getting back now.
0: Oh, everybody's ready for it. Everybody is so stoked. Um, So many people have joined us here in the chat tonight. We have gone over two hours, you guys.
1: (laughs) The longest big mouth bass. You call me the big mouth bass player.
0: (laughs) It's actually been the absolute funnest and most informational an inspirational and motivational interview I've had in such a long time if ever at all, um, and I just can't even tell you thank you enough. Lane in the comments to saying sixty one, whoa! Because holy cow, you do not look 61.
1: <laughs> you should see my wife. My wife is actually really scary looking when you see, when you see what she looks like turning fifty five years old. It's actually frightening. Uh, to think that she's actually that old, right? Uh, because she looks like she's, right when you look at her right two inches from her face, she looks like she's maybe 27, you know, like.
0: Well, I'm convinced you guys are vampires, which is fine with me because I love me a vampire too.
1: I'm sure that it's love that does uh-huh. the encouragement. There's a difference between laugh lines and frown lines, right? I, like if you're always like crying and you're fucking, you know, you're always like head down, and you're, you're you're kind of got a droopy face because you're sad. It's very different than when you're always laughing. You know what I mean? We laugh. I wake up every single morning laughing my ass off with this woman. We crack up so sometimes I have to fucking run out and breathe to get air because I'm gonna I can't breathe anymore from laughing so hard every morning for going on to almost forty years.
0: Wow! Uh, yeah. So true love does exist. Um, yeah. Do not quit looking, everybody out there. If you haven't found it yet, <clears throat> um, I know it's out there for everybody. You just have to be patient. Um, and when you find that right person, do not let them go. Do not. That's let them right.
1: Go. And all you musicians and creators out there, uh, you kind of have to look at love like like an arrangement. If the chorus ain't working, doesn't mean you got to scrap the chorus. It just means that you need to find a different kind of underneath a different sub melody, or maybe change the sound like the pitch of your voice, or maybe the repetitive motion of what's coming out of your face or your thoughts, uh, just like a song. And then the chorus will be solid again, man. You'll have an even better chorus than before. This is what love is all about. It's like an arrangement. And, And, and when you're together a very long time, you have to kind of look at it like okay let's do a remix right and when you do the remix it's the chance for you to take that beautiful song that you started with and turn that song into a whole new song that moves with the times that you're in and I think Krila, you know we've remixed our, our relationship several times and the song just keeps fucking getting stronger you know and you know, when you get to fortunate to meet the right people who encourage that, like your friends, you don't need a thousand friends, you just need the people who understand who you are, right? And expect nothing. And Matt taught me that. You can't give or do anything for anyone and expect something back. And because and, and, if you do, it'll never work. What you need to do is be nice, believe in love. Do cool things just because you want to, because it's good for you, not because you're expecting the other person to throw you back a favor. When you start with that, at least when it comes to your real friends and the people who are in your direct life, this will give you the right people to start with. You know, otherwise, you're basically someone's crutch, right? And God forbid you're in a relationship where it's a two crutch relationship where both people are crushing on each other uh, you know someone's got to be the hero one of you guys have got to have to pull fucking pull up your fucking pants and say okay we're fixing this i'm taking charge if you're incapable of taking charge you know somebody's totally depressed doesn't mean the other one's got depressed and you got to be strong for that person make that person strong again and then you can be depressed and they'll they'll hold you up for a minute and then you're going to be great again you know I mean come on
0: you've heard it here first folks the (laughs) (laughs) momo is the master of motivation and advice advice and we just love you so much we are going to get out of here you guys time is precious and momo has already spent so much of his time with me and you all tonight uh, we just appreciate you so much. One last question: How many guitars do you have behind you?
1: What in the on the walls right now?
0: Yeah, we. Uh, uh, Dave wanted to know.
1: I have about thirty-nine guitars in this studio. Uh, you, I have a whole other wall happening on the inside over there that you can't see. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, like I told you, I need a certain amount of pedals to do everything I got to do. I, if I had to decide how many bases I really had to, I couldn't live without for real because of my work and what it is I need to create, it would probably have to be at least no less than 10. 10 is, is, is a basic number that for somebody who plays on a regular basis and needs to create I don't want to just sound like a bass too i want to sound like a keyboard and i want to sound like a guitar while i'm playing basses so that involves you know multiple things with different string gauges and different tunings and and whatnot but yeah i'm very very, very happy with my bass collection
0: very uh, impressive
1: and uh i'm very happy that you called me to be on this interview and i thank you from the bottom of my heart and your fans for letting me uh, uh, you know, beam on the sunshine show with you. uh I and can't
0: wait for the next time we do this.
1: We're gonna do that. We got to do this more often. Hey, if you ever need to, you can call me in the middle of one of your interview and just ask me a question too. If you want to get, I can be your your Montreal correspondent for a for an individual question confirmation or something. You know I what I mean? I love this. I'm <laughs> definitely. You're going to tweet me, twat me, do whatever you got to fucking do. What are that? Tweet, twat, <laughs> what do they call what that word is.
0: That's uh, cool. no, no. Oh, my gosh. I just love you. Thank you so much. You. you guys, we're getting out of here. Um, remember to go check out um, The, the Momo Zone on Facebook. Go check out his audio book the one-on-one videos
1: if uh, you go to the, to the momo zone the Momozone.com. i i just redid it like a couple of months ago and it is really straight pipe it's really well put together you have all my demos my bass playing in a separate place you have all my interviews that i did for bass musician magazine great magazine where i actually met you sweetie which is yeah. absolutely great yo yo we got raul and valerie in the house y'all i saw that you interviewed uh, raul that's really cool uh, <laughs> nobody gets to interview raul and you did i wanted to do that once but you went and did it first that's amazing i'm so happy that you did that he deserves to get interviewed um it, it's just amazing and i got uh my friend matt and my course cracking the creative code is all on there and you can reach me through there and I'm, I'm there to answer or do anything for anyone that wants to trip out or needs any motivation, advice or whatnot. And I'm looking forward to becoming some kind of rock and roll teacher in the future that's got a bit of a cool Insta-Edge or something. You know, we'll see. <laughs>
0: so. Okay. Oh, man. Thank you so much. You guys. Uh, remember to always be kind you never know the problems people are going through please be safe out there and keep it funky super funks (laughs) until next time brother we'll see you next time